has nothing to do with paternity. Bang, 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 bang. Keep it's talking. Crazy. Let's just go. Let's go. It don't matter. It's like it's crazy how like a lot of people. I think what 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 happened is in the modern era, we have access to a lot more information, right? And people, mm-hmm. men are sharing this information now, and we're having these conversations on a larger level. And whereas back in the day, my dad, my uncles, they ain't had this fucking information. This information wasn't, you know, it's readily available. So like dudes, that's why like the older generation was more inclined to be stepfathers and shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers to jump in there and fuck with a chick because she bad. Yeah, she got three kids and he'll fuck with it and, 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 and be that stepdad. Nowadays, dudes are, that dudes are real apprehensive because, shit, you might not like this chick, but you've been around her long enough to be around her kids and you help spend money. Now she can put you on the hook for child support. Yep. Oh, wow. That's wow. It's, it's, it's a dangerous crazy. game, bro. It's a dangerous yeah. game. Damn. I didn't even know that. You just put, like, I'm today years old when I learned that. <laughs> and that shit is scary. Bro, well, I'm telling you, I tell, I tell my boys all the time, man, look, if you're going to date a chick with kids, good luck. Because nowadays, they 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 like they predatory. A lot of chicks be out here praying on dudes who look like they're on their business just so they can get some of what he got. You know what I'm saying? Let's work for her. That's yep. crazy. I mean, it was one thing doing what you I mean, if that's you help create that child, of course, do what you're supposed to do. But a person who all she got to do is just say you help her at do a certain it. time. Yep. It's but, almost like squatter, it's like squatters' rights. It's like squatters' rights. Like if you let a motherfucker live with you and they can they can prove that they, they help pay a bill in your house or they get mail at your house, you can't put them out legally. Huh. You know what I'm saying you got to get them a formal eviction. Damn, it's the same well, shit. It's the same shit. They are. They, they are. They don't. Re- I don't even think they realize the privilege that comes with having a vagina. They don't actually. They don't at all. They believe they're It's a sense of entitlement. Every once in a while, you <clears throat> meet one that, at least on the surface, pretends to sound like they they yeah, know it's, it's not all point. women. Let's just it's not all. Women. Oh no, yeah, definitely not. We're not gonna definitely say not. that. We're, it, it, not it, gonna it say couldn't be. Same. It couldn't be all it women. Can't be because because nobody would be married if <laughs> and nobody would be married with lasting marriages. Let's say that because that's they'd a, be that's married, thing, bro. That's another thing, though, bro. Because, like, what is like? How do we measure what a lasting marriage is if, if divorce rates are up? Fifty percent of marriages fail. Yeah. Women, women divorce eighty percent of the time. Sixty percent yeah. of the marriages end in divorce, and seventy percent of those are are done by women. Yeah, the women mm-hmm. initiate them most of the time. Men have more to lose, so we fight for our marriages. We fight to try to keep the shit together, even though we don't really stand there, but we're trying to figure it out. But the crazy part about, right. about each of one of these marriages is that, is that a man knows that he's supposed to take care of the home so he does his best to continue to work and work and work and work. But yep. the other side doesn't realize, hey, I'm doing this all. I'm doing everything that I'm doing to keep this shit going. <laughs> I'm not doing this to not just be home, but I, I'm doing it. I'm because doing it because I want to make sure my family's taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I realize you guys like being in a home. I realize that you guys like being in your own in your own room. I realize that my like wife the, likes like a certain car, and I realize <laughs> you guys like Comcast and all these other things. So I keep working to accrue and, and provide these things for you guys. But the other side is that someone is going, "Hey, you're not here enough. 
Mm-hmm. It's, I'm, it's I'm here really with, I'm here no with kids. I'm here with these kids all the time, and I don't get no help. That type of, you know what I'm saying, rhetoric. I, mean, it's just, I think what it is is also, it's a, it's a part of our social evolution where we're, uh, we're not ready to admit that we've kind of outgrown old conventions. It's like we're still trying to, we're still trying to, pit, we're trying to shoehorn old, yeah, we're trying to shoehorn shit into places that don't fit anymore. Yeah, like ever mm-hmm. since, ever since women joined the workforce, the government gets taxes on both ends. They get to tax both incomes. You so it's in the best interest to keep us kind of off balance because why would you separate. want everybody start coupling up and saving yeah. money, living in one space? Like, think about yep. it like this, too, because, I mean, shit, the majority of men dealing with this. So not only do you have to, you know, separate and whatever, but you still have to put money into the other household if you have children there. And you paying rent and bills at another place, paying bills and part of that at the other place, and then a woman paying shit on that too. So everybody's losing. You know, like and this the crazy is, part about it, not to cut you off, bro. The crazy no, no, part no, about you, it is a lot of us men are late to the class when it comes to this lesson because we're still trying to do the traditional thing. Like those of us who are like, you know, gainfully employed and physically yeah. responsible, we're we're late to the class when it comes <clears throat> to understanding that this shit don't work the way it worked for our fathers and our grandfathers. They no. don't work like that in the modern age, no. but we're still trying to make it happen. Yeah. We're out here, you know what I'm saying? We're still going to trucking school. We're getting, you know, uh, engineering degrees. We're going to school to become plumbers and electricians because we want to make that maximum amount of money get the biggest bang for our buck and provide for our families. The difference is, is women want to work too. The, the difference is, is women want to work also. But They want their own money. They, here's the critical the part. Is, their money is their money. Correct. But here's the other critical part. While their money is their money, who's at home raising the children to keep the belief system going that we have? There, nobody even sits at the table and eat dinner any, together anymore. Nobody's so, helping with homework anymore. So if I'm out working and she's out working, that means that the TV is babysitting the kids and some other person at a youth program or something else or at a school is babysitting my kid, mm-hmm. giving my kids information that I don't necessarily subscribe to. Yep. And then you can't even be 100% mad because no. you didn't take the reins of that situation completely as you should have some and you know this this but all of these things are by design because it makes it easier to like okay think about gen z which is the children of our generation and gen and gen x basically and it's like sorry my thing um it's like those kids are the ones that were raised by TVs and iPads and the internet, which is pretty much fucked up because it's access to too much information. Like the shit that we had to do just to see a boob, you know, when, you know, like it was effort. Like they literally like, hmm, I heard about sex. Let me type in the Google. 
<laughs> and it's just all this stuff they have no business seeing, you know. And yep. then everybody's getting the kids' phones, and they be having phones when they barely 10 years old. That's a smartphone. Like, you getting flip phone at best just so we can communicate and you can tell me to pick you up and all this shit, all the access to the internet in your pocket. I'm not buying it. If you find, if your friend got one and you, you know, see some shit through him, I guess, but I'm not. But think about it like this, bro. Like, what's the true value of having all of this connectivity? Uh, I'm like, yeah, the, the selling point would be access to all of this information and blah, blah, blah. Most people ain't even using the information. They got access, no, to, not, access right. to the information. Right. So, like, what's the real, what's the real thing? What's the real benefit to having this? Distraction. Exactly. Keep everybody plugged in. Everybody's staring at their screens. If you're staring, if you're looking over here, you're not paying attention to what's happening over what here. Doing over what's here. happening over here is actually reshaping your reality. Over here is keeping you content. You know what I'm saying? So our entire realities are being reshaped. And the few of us who are actually observing this shit is trying to call it out. And they're calling us crazy or disruptive because we're actually pointing out the shit that everybody should probably be looking to. You know what I'm saying? You have your Kanye's, you have your Kyrie's, you, have, you know what I'm saying? Who actually, they, 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 they're not even, and honestly, they, they, they ain't even said much. They haven't said oh, much. Kyrie <laughs> has said the least. I'm glad he haven't got suspended or anything because that would have been complete bullshit. But they they're asking. They just had him issue a statement though. Yep. Yeah, he's gonna play along a little bit just because so I don't think I don't think that's him actually doing that statement. But whatever. It's right, right, right. He's just trying to keep shit together, and he know. It, this is really, this would have went under the radar if it wasn't for Kanye cutting up right now. It really would have because I went to look at the shit because, of course, I'm not going to speak on anything unless I actually see what the fuck they talking about. I'm not just going to be like, well, he, blah, blah, like Shaq, it, mm, this yeah, is a person I, I, I who you already know. So, this is a player who, and I don't know, I, I feel like I've known Matt long enough that I may have told him this fantasy that I've had back when we worked at a store way back when we was Talk pups about it. right at Talk about it. I literally fantasize, like, can I just get drafted so I can kick Shaq in the knees? I hated him. I literally <laughs> hated him as a player. Like, they gave him 50 greatest players before he won a championship and he couldn't hit 65% from the free throw line. You are a liability and you're the literal star of your team and all people have to do is foul your punk ass. Like, I could not get behind that and we from the... Man, Jordan, he's closing his eyes for free throws. Like, we yes. spoiled. Yeah. So I couldn't even respect that shit at all. And to take it even further back, my mom raised me loving the Lakers. So Kareem was definitely hitting his free throws and hitting the damn one-handed jump shot at 20 feet hook. out. Come on. This man so, invented a shot can't nobody block. Come on. So no respect for Shaq as a player. But what he had done and always kind of did, even during the time I didn't like him, 
personality is just always been great, charismatic guy. You kind of can't hate him in a way, right? So he had these comments about Kyrie that was just pure coonishness. It was so just Massa told me if I say this, I'm gonna get butter biscuits at the end of the night. Like that's literally the of just like strength of his coonness. I was so disappointed in him. Like we used to Chuck being a coon. He been a coon. I ain't even like whatever he say. I'm just kind of like whatever, man. Bambo, you know the thing is, is though, bro. Shaq always been that way too. He, he's always he's been away, but now it's more evident because he's talking more. Before, yeah, he's he got the platform enough. to actually. He got the platform to now. He's saying that he's a big old coon. See, yeah. the fact that he was trying to be an honorary sheriff and all this other fuck shit when he was even and, playing and was big ass whatever the fuck. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's a lame. So. <laughs> somebody who is a free-thinking person like Kyrie. Now, everything that he be, you know, falling behind the fire earth shit, all that, I can't really get with that. But... I fuck with Creed. I fuck with Creed. He funny as hell. He called him man a lame. He called him man a lame and just kept going. <laughs> That's what he do. That's Chicago shit, man. Hey, that's real shit. Yeah. But, like, I went and did the research to see what was really said. It was so bad. And literally, I mean, the description of Jesus, who is supposedly a Jew, in the King James Version of the Bible, a white British person did not even feel the need to change this. The description of Jesus is skin like bronze and hair like wool. So if you'd say that Hebrews were probably black people, if you go back far enough, is not even anti-Semitic at all. It's factual as fuck. But I don't even understand the energy they're giving this man right now. It's like so they are more retarded as the word Semitic is a description. It's not even, you know what I'm saying? They, they they take it as a, they take it and they they reshape it and they, they add it to their narrative as a way to kind of like identify themselves. But it's just a description of a of a regional people. I really don't want to get into this. Oh, okay. Oh, but, but, I know but, you know. I know you know. But, I know. I but let me let me say this. Surface. <laughs> let me say this about it. Go ahead, do your thing. All right. And I'm just going to say this. The I word Semitic has one big word in it, right? And that word is semi. Yep. S-E-M-I. So what are you a third, a quarter, or a part of? Where you're semi. What are, what, what are you part of? And I'm going to leave it at that. Y'all can keep on talking about whatever y'all want to talk about. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into that. I just like... It's almost like comedic. Was, yeah, it's like it's like uh, comedic. <laughs> if I said you were black-ish, you're saying he's Semitic. <laughs> if if I if I said you were orange-ish, kind of orange, 
if I said you were bluish, it's kind of blue, right? But where did you get it from? I would have to go to the blue side or whatever that orange color came from. What the root is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because people are so easily swayed with other people's opinions and views and they're afraid of, like, the, the ramifications and the outcomes that come with it, then, you know, people fall in their place. They do what they're told. They act right because, you know, their money is all tied up by these very people mm -hmm. who cut those checks. And I'm only saying that not to be mean or downplay anything or be upsetting or anything like that. But if you were truly who you were, who you were, you wouldn't have to put an ish behind it. There would be no suffix. There would be no prefix. You would just be who you are. You would just own that. Um, and uh, I'm not against Kanye. I'm not for Kanye in any any manner. I think Kanye sometimes just goes on these long ass rants, and he mm -hmm. does. And he doesn't, he doesn't ever get to the point. He doesn't. He doesn't get to <laughs> yeah, the point. Yeah, and that's the problem. And he, he's not. Problem. He's not. Def, he's, not, he's not definitive in anything that he says, and he doesn't cover cover what he's saying. He doesn't have any description or anything vivid and anything of detail to hold on to. And that's the biggest problem with him. He's just spewing out ideas and other information that comes from other people who he's been around and, and has come in contact with. And those are the things that I have. Th that's the thing that I don't, I don't like about what he does. I understand that he's a thinker and all this other stuff, but he doesn't cover what he's talking about, which leaves him open for all this ridicule and, and everything else. But um, I understand what he's doing. But the other thing he was saying is, is, is about uh, freedom of speech. If I say these things, why is everybody so mad when I say them? And why does everybody blackball me if I'm just having freedom of speech? Well, what he's saying is also that people, it's, it's okay for everybody to put us on TV looking like animals and wolves and, 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 and killers and everything. And it's okay for people to say these things about us, to put out these images of us. But what about the greatest? We can't images? address them. Right. We can't address it. <clears throat> but what about the greatest side of us where we do for 700 years or 800 years where we <clears throat> held Spain, right? Where we gave the world uh, architecture, astrology, astronomy, cosmo uh, cosmology, and all these things that we did, reading, writing, uh, arithmetic, and all these other things. They don't show that. They show the very... The, the the dirtiest things that we do and it's, it's it's not the best image of us so i understand what he's saying but it's just the way that he goes about doing it so i'm done with that i ain't really want to speak on it but um i could go even further it, it really won't matter dude has his own own fucking thing to deal with and he has to learn how to speak and and and, and or not speak. Yeah. Or not to speak. Yeah. 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 yeah, he needed to tell for a little minute. I, I, my thing, and I'll, I'll say this and I'll digress on the whole subject. I think that people are assuming because he's able to create music that he has the capacity, the mental capacity to process the very information that he's relaying. Meaning that I personally, and I've said this before, I personally believe that dude is you know what I'm saying? He he are, I believe that car accident gave him CTE. I believe that he experienced some head trauma that might that's probably irreversible. My son was hit by a car. He's got ADHD now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Any type of head trauma can change things. It'll change your mental chemistry. You know what I'm saying? If you get hit in the back, you'll get a spinal injury that'll last the rest of your life if you get hit hard enough. 
You know what mm. I'm saying? Dude, dude broke his face basically in a car accident. And he was knocked out when they got to him. So mm. you know I'm saying you fast track everything and you speed it up to where we are now. We're looking at like the the, the byproduct of a bunch of different shit. Mm. But I'm not making no excuses for the dude, but I look at it like anybody who loves this dude should probably be able to, you know, talk to him and have a real conversation with him and not, you know what I'm saying, not let him just go off the off the rails with whatever thoughts and opinions he has just because he's got them because there should be questions asked. Hey, how do you feel? Yeah. And it should be yeah. those questions should have been asked from day one when it happened to him. And also I'm looking at it like this. Like there should there should have been some ongoing uh, mental evaluation behind that. It's not just uh well he he did therapy for three years. He should be okay now. No, it should be like every year or every few months, go see a therapist, go talk to somebody, go see so they can evaluate you, see how how what the progress rate is. Cause that you get scar tissue on the brain, bro. You know what I'm saying? And also just to close this up, is like where I'm viewing it is like uh, when you have so much passion for something like that, and I would I would really hope that anybody who's passionate about anything that they actually believe in, they actually understand that the material shit don't matter to you as long as you 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 speaking what you feel like is true and you're not causing no harm to nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I stand on I stand on my square. If I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have half as much to lose as he does. And I'm fucking, I, I make sure I choose my words. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that you know, on this platform, anybody can see it. Anybody can receive this information and construe it the way they construe it. You know what I'm saying? It could be, it could be taken out of context easily. A person could take a snippet of what we're talking about and make a whole slanderous piece about me. Because mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? And that's because... That's the age, you know, that's the age we live in. This dude got the highest platform of anybody who ever existed in hip hop. Made he 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 basically changed the fabric of Def Jam and Rockefeller. He's the only artist in his tenure who who actually managed to put out the music he wanted to put out. The and closest thing to him not was the first album that he was trying to like, you know, appease people to a degree, but even that was he played pure. the game to be able to get signed. And right. even that album didn't have nothing about shooting niggas and killing niggas and all mm -hmm. of those shit. Right. So to usher in, to usher in a, a era now where everybody's kind of like, shut this nigga up because he, he too loud. It's kind of crazy to me. Hmm. You know what I'm he saying? He always been loud. It's like now because he's saying some shit that you don't either comprehend or agree with, now he needs to shut up. I don't think it's just a comprehension. I think everybody else is, has a relationship with the people that he's talking negative about. And, and like, they, they don't want to take them ills. Yeah. And they're like, yo, wait, 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 wait. We got we to gotta backtrack that. Take that interview down. Take that interview down. We can't have him doing that when we out here maneuvering with, the, with, with these same people. You know? And a lot of them might not even realize subconsciously that that's even the reality behind their, their, their adverse feelings towards him. Like, Talib Kweli and all these other people, like they feel like Kanye is off the rails and he's he's being uh he, he's he's just being a Republican. His political, I don't mm. think anything he's saying is politically driven, bro. No, I believe no, he just. No, I believe he. I believe he got into a fucking room that motherfuckers thought he was welcoming. They were like, "Oh, he's a good one. He's one of the good ones. We'll welcome him. Welcome him in the room." And, and once he got in that room, he saw some shit and he came back and reported what he saw. Yeah, and he was. Mm. He, and, he, he and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Yeah. Yeah. 
And now they're going to be careful about every nigga that they ever invite into the rooms again. If they allow them back mm-hmm. in the room. They ever do it. Yep. Now, whatever comes of it, comes of it. But this is the way I view it. And I'm not even, I've never been in those rooms. <laughs> you know? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a break because some of us have to use a bathroom and it's that time. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, it's sad because, you know, he was talented, you know, it wasn't like, and, and we all his man, we really be like, you can either rap or you can't, you know, and that's like, we really that way. And I would, I I can't front, like, this is not even capping or anything, like, I, you really gravitated towards his verses out of the two other guys when I ended up listening to Migos songs. I'll be like, oh, this dude kind of trying to rap. Okay, that's decent. You know, but uh, it's just, you know, you just got to... Another thing. Right. Right. You just got to, like Six was saying when we was on break, it's just like, you have to put the right people in charge of security, you can't just have these randos because nobody's trained to hire fire. I mean, to carry firearms and shoot them and do all that. That's why somebody from their own camp made the mistake. Situational Mystery. awareness is a very realistic thing. You need people around you who have who have hours and hours and thousands of hours of upon hours of training to break these situations down and know, hey, it's time to go or no, we're good right now. Yeah, and even if you're having a conversation, they, they, they'll they stand right there and, and, and just, they're not even listening to what you're talking about. They're watching body language, they're watching tone. the room, everything. The tone, of, the tone of the voice that's going on. They're watching all these things that make that, that will either be a hit or a miss when it's, when it's go time, when, when that green light mm-hmm. is lit. And in these situations, we find out a lot of times that a lot of people who are involved are very immature and they don't know how to differentiate what's going on in the room. Uh, I don't want to really talk about that because me and Six already did an episode called The Cycle. And I said this, and Six, you said this, this was going to continue to happen because the wrong people are in the rooms. And when you don't have people in the room that can make the right decision and the correct decision, someone is going to get popped. And it's not to brag or 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 or, or boast about what's happening, but I hate this shit. Yeah. I hate it so much because I don't want young black men losing their lives at 28 years old. That right. was the whole that was the whole point of me doing the episode with you guys. And I said in the in a, in a, in a podcast, can this version of you now help the version of you when you need to help the 20 year old version of you, the 25 year old version of you? Would this version now be able to help ne- and, and network you into better positions? Would this person be able to to, to give you a would you be able to give that person the 20 oh, year old version of you a hug? And, and, and would that person be proud of you? Of course. Yes, we understand that now. We're looking at young men, bro who rap about drugs and violence in situations where they're not dealing with drugs or violence. They're hanging out, doing what brothers do, doing what young men do, shooting dice. Acting, hanging out, having, having, having guy. Regular, regular interaction and a motherfucker get popped over some bullshit. 
this the crazy is, part about it, bro, is the city of Houston, because this is such a high profile situation. Dude, they're gonna they're gonna put they're gonna put the entire police department on top of this. And it's gonna it's not gonna be nice for anybody who actually got, got ties and connections with the police department. It's not gonna be nice for anybody in them streets, strictly because of how high profile this shit is, bro. And it's gonna be one of the things where it's gonna all it's gonna do is put a bigger fucking spotlight on on the on the game, on the hip hop game, on the rap game, on all of the because right now the, not the, current, good, the current trend is that form of music. You know what I'm saying? The trap drill scene. And it's going to put an unnecessary spotlight on areas that may not deserve it. Now, I'm not saying that all of it is fucking uh, deserving or not deserving, but there's a segment of it that most of these guys is out here making music, bro. But again, it's that check-in shit. That check-in shit will do you dirty, man, because it ain't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, it's that like that extortion and all that old craziness. There's a lot of motherfuckers that they ain't, they just not checking in. They fuck, they rather just have their own security, which I would recommend to anybody. If you got the right, brain, make, make the label pay for that shit. You're gonna have to pay them back anyway. You got to help them recoup anyway. Yeah, put that why, on why the tab. Why should you not? Why should you not secure your life? You're the fucking bag. Put that on the tab. Yep, and 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 issue it out as a as an expense. Hey man, I went and had security when I went to Houston. It was needed. And if you're and if you're that big of a star, if you're part of a big, if you're part of a collective that that fucking valuable to the label, then shit, get the best security they can afford. Boom, you good. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna hire your homeboy to be your chef if he ain't no motherfucking chef. You're gonna hire a goddamn chef. Why the fuck are you gonna trust your life to somebody who ain't no goddamn security guard or no bodyguard? And I think a bodyguard is more valuable than a security guard because a bodyguard knows that their job is to dive in front of the motherfucking bullet for you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Most bodyguards are ex-military as well. Yeah, this, is, this is beyond the word because people literally will be more mindful of who they get to cook their food than protect their life while they out in the street. They're going to get some way homie. That's, man, I've never heard nobody like break it down like that, but that's so fucking real because like I'm out here in LA. I know so many personal chefs that's cold that stay working. Stay working. They gonna make sure yeah, they hire they a personal trainer you. before they hire a personal oh, security guard. Oh, I know them too, and they stay working too. <laughs> and security stay working too, but I don't think they be mindful of what they actually need. Some of these people, like the white people, be known. <laughs> you know, they they have the big Muslim brother with two guns in the blazer. They have him, <laughs> nigga. When well, Michael Jackson hired the NOI. You know oh, what yeah. the move was. Oh, yeah. You know he what I'm saying? What it was. Right. <clears throat> he was making a statement. I need this shit to be run like a tight ship or nothing. If, exactly. And if anything That's- goes down, then we know who's at fault. Because it ain't me. Y'all supposed to be protecting me. Exactly. It ain't going to be some dude, some no-name nigga who got, a, who got two felonies. And he, he, you know what I'm saying? He don't mean no harm, but he just ain't the most fucking agile when it comes to situational awareness you yeah. know he's not the most observant because he's not trained nigga training is everything every you got to be trained to work in a hospital you got to be trained to work in a daycare you got <laughs> to be trained to fucking handle guns properly and go out on missions you understand nigga, 
Nigga, that's why the streets so fucked up. <laughs> Cause ain't no training. They be put. They be putting the wrong. They be putting the wrong motherfuckers in position. You know, niggas what I mean? think just because they go to the gun range, that's all they need. Nigga, ain't no training going to the gun range. You don't even cluster your shots properly. <laughs> that's because you hit a couple, couple center shots, center, center mass shots, and a couple head shots on your fucking target. What, what about those other bullets in the clip? Where did they go? Right. Do you know mm. how to let? Do you let know how to let these motherfuckers off in twos and threes? I mean, pat 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 pat. I I didn't see people on IG were on like at the gun range holding a gun like sideways, like it was just like That's I wouldn't be real. surprised if the shooter held his gun like that. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he did. I, I doubt this nigga had a tactical stance. I oh, doubt I, he even I doubt he even alerted because think about it like this, especially if you're gonna let off shots and you you don't let off shots like that without warning in a crowded full of room, crowded room full of right. people you're supposed to be protecting. Right, right. There should be like a there should be a, a buzzword you you use, you know what I'm saying? Or or some sort of warning. Get get these niggas on 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 code. You know what I'm saying? You don't just start letting off shots in the presence of niggas that you're supposed to be protecting. Because guess what? You'll make a mistake and shoot one of them motherfuckers. And, and that's what you get, like you said, context clues, like words that you know, yo, I ain't comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Yo, why you keep itching? Why you why why you scratching so much? Like that's a word. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I mean I ain't comfortable here. I'm nervous. Like, let's go about, let's get up out of here. And on the other side of it, you know what I mean. I don't know nothing much about the situation. I don't even right. want to keep talking about it, right? So here's, right. A, here's the other part about it. Why not just go play dice somewhere where the shit is legal and motherfuckers would be okay? Or, I, get it, I get it. This is what this is what niggas in the hood do. Like this is what we do. We hang out. We play dice. This, these are the games: the dice, the dominoes, the spades. This is the shit that we do. But in that environment, man, you know, you you you. I'm My a multi-million. I'm a multi-millionaire. I'm trying to go home, fam. My yeah. nigga, I'm gonna tell you like this. I guarantee fucking see you. And it ain't just some shit you see in the movie. In the in the underworld, there are safe places for shit like that. There are safe places for shit like that in the underworld <clears> where <throat> it's a, where shit is secured, where you could get in the game and they won't even allow you to fucking cheat. And you know everybody, everybody goes home. Ain't nothing supposed and everybody to Everybody goes home. If this ain't just some shit you see in a movie. Fucking Las Vegas started as that. Mob ties. Everything was mob related. And, and so somebody dropped the ball on that ball on that one. But it is what it is. We could switch it up though. We yep. can switch it up. I don't want to, I don't want to hang on that one. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to continue to talk about that because it's is this we, we did an episode, we did an episode yeah. where we talked about where we talked about the music that, that the young men and women are hearing, and it's influential to them. To do all the wrong things, and we're not saying that this had a this was it was a music, but we're seeing a situation play out where a motherfucker pulls a gun. It's um, correlation. Yeah, and, and it's just all bad. That correlation bad. doesn't equal causation, but it still exists. Yeah, I, I I definitely didn't want that to happen to that brother man. I, I like that group. I thought you know I thought they were entertaining I thought they were funny at times I thought these were good dudes you know coming from where they come from to be able to be at the top of the game one of the best groups out there you know and, and yeah a bunch of songs that I actually rock with I was like shit I, over time as I got used to them I, I, had, I got songs of theirs in a playlist you know what I'm saying especially mm-hmm. when I'm working out 
Yeah, you know they have songs that I could work out. Mm. To. So it's sad. It's it's unfortunate, especially considering my oldest son is the same age. Mm, damn. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and then losing DT last year around this time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so Carl, when was the last time you did crack? <laughs> Well, it was a couple fortnights ago. Um, <laughs> he said a fort, a couple fortnights. <laughs> that's, that's like a couple weeks in advance, man. <laughs> well, you know, I've but, never. <laughs> so, all right. I hate, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> right, right. No, 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 no. So, www.architectsofmars.com is everything uploaded in. Oh, it's been up, man. It's been up. I just at this point the site been up for a while. I've just been no, the new collections. Shit. Oh, the new shit. I got a couple joints, like kind of a preview of the collection. I got like um, I think I got about three pieces that that will be forthcoming in the collection. You got a little preview sampling of what's to come, but the full collection will be launching. Um, right before Thanksgiving. It should be like right before Thanksgiving. So right in time for Black Friday, your Christmas gifts, some original, unique, something kind of different, different perspective. If you have a unique artistic person in your life, architectsofmars.com, we have what you need. I'm going to have to learn some materials. So got some good stuff. I got hats and, you know, it's the fall. So we roll it with the corduroy. That's like my my fabric for the hats this season. I got like a cool jacket that I'm about to drop. I'm going to do pre-orders for that. So, you know, I'm just progressing with it. You know, I love the graphics and it's a big part of what we're doing. But cut and sew is the the main goal of of what I want to do as a whole. So every collection, I try to drop something. Like I've been doing the scars for the past couple collections, but this would be my first like actual like garment, garment, like a jacket. It's kind of kimono style, but we flipping a couple different things, like some tech things happening. Like I'm really using like tech materials and doing like a kimono style jacket, which I haven't really seen yet. So when you say kimono style, is it will, will this be like unisex or is it? Is it oh, it's like definitely everything that I do with Architects of Mars. I try to do unisex. To be honest, like I have a few pieces that I want to make that's more geared towards women. I have a few pieces that I think that men gravitate towards more, but I do want this brand and everything that I make, I make to be enjoyed by both people, you know, both genders rather. Okay. And, so, and there's more than two genders. Now there oh, is. I, I'm sorry. You're right about that, and I don't want to alienate anybody. Everybody's included. I mean, my main imagery for this alien, so you know, oh my god, <laughs> uh, the yeah. main imagery for my brand is alien. So you know, 
Yeah, we don't know what they we are. Get, so we we include everybody, well, everybody who everybody. wants to get down. <laughs> so listen, the the kimono jacket. Do you have like patches on it? What, like what is it? Um, it is patches patterns. Um, what is it? I have like a pattern that you can expose by flipping the sleeves. I got like a cool like tech pocket. Got some other hidden features. Inner belt, belt not on the outside of the joint. It's just, you know, trying to do something a little different, you know, taking something that is actually on trend for the season because I have been seeing a couple other designers um, do their renditions of that. And I'm not going to keep it real. Like, this is just me being a kung fu, Wu-Tang head, Bruce Lee head, like all that shit. I always thought it was dope, but it's not practical to walk around with a thin cotton kimono as to me, you know, I mean, people do it. I feel like it for women styling, it looks really good sometimes with the, the materials they use a lot of time, the silks and the very flowy materials. I think that looks great on women, but I wanted to do something that would work for both genders and also, you know, try different materials. So, I'm really into fitness and um, clothes that are functional. So I try to create clothes that are functional. So this is a very functional version of a kimono. Like I have hidden pockets, zip pocket, like my like security pocket, you know, where you could keep your Secure special stuff. things, yes. you know, where you need to, you know know what it is out here in the world sometimes you gotta put that thing up so you can at least hear them try to pick your pocket <laughs> absolutely 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 i'm very i'm super excited about that have you thought about like the materials that that's used to make like kung fu taekwondo karate gi type jackets uh like uh like the traditional like cottons and like materials like that yeah i know because it's like a, i know it's a heavier fabric but i wasn't sure like whether or not it was like oh this is like a heavier weight cotton or okay. you know um but i wanted to try to do something different than what we've already seen like it's 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 one of those things where it's it's easier to show you than to tell you. So it's it's in production right now. So it will be forthcoming. I will put it in everybody's face. Don't worry. I can't wait to show everybody this in production. That's what I right told now. Shorty when she had came through. Shorty came through and she was like, So what you working with? I said, I can't wait to put it in everybody's face. Um, and I was like, <laughs> You bring your friends through. I want to show everybody. All right. So here go a question for you, Creed. <laughs> Okay. What, what advice would you give a young up and coming uh, designer that wants to put out new product like a shirt or a hat or pants or uh, anything? I think main thing um, do something that resonates with you. Don't try to like. Obviously, you do have to kind of like canvas the market and stuff like that because that's just wise, but. You don't want to deviate from doing something that you don't have no passion for, number one. Number two, once you have said product, the marketing is about 
the most important aspect to the whole thing is more important than the, the, the garment itself. I've seen people sell things that are very basic, but just because their marketing was really, really great, they did the numbers they was trying to hit. So right. I would say focus on marketing and focus on doing something passionate about, you know, and that's been for me, my journey and the whole thing is like figuring out what's the balance between doing something I feel like other people will like, but then doing something that is really true to myself. And at the end of the day, you just have to just lean into what you love. Like the, the most questions and people stopping me on the street, asking me about what I'm wearing has been since I've just fully just leaned into what, I love like comic book shit, sci-fi, you know, creating a whole storyline around alien race, all these crazy things. There's really my roots in comic books. I'm just combining that with things I love about fashion because, you know, we just got finished talking about a kimono that I set up and drew and designed. And then that's awesome high-level fashion shit, but at the same time, I'm going to still integrate all my other interests into what I'm doing. You know, that's always going to be there. All right, I got another question for you. As a mm-hmm. video, as a photographer and videographer, mm-hmm. how often are you doing photo shoots or video shoots? Mm, I try to do something at least every month, at least one or two a month. If it's not for myself, I'm typically doing at least like at least one or two freelance shoots a month you know just to make sure my quality of work is at a high level because i don't want to take on too much work to where i'm not producing at a high level because i just want the quality to be there and i also want to have time to do things that i have to do for me so this is a balance but because there's just more than just shooting and and, and doing the video. I mean, just photos, right. right. No, I'm totally. I mean, just going out on the shoot, that's part one. Because you know, you got to edit, you got to curate. You know, if you're doing photography, you got to curate all the pictures. Videography, you got to curate all the shots, then edit the shots together, tell a you know, story impactfully. This is so many different. Um, moving parts to the whole thing so it's fun though this is like that's for me it's like when i take on a new project it's like oh i got this new puzzle that i get to solve this new um problem i get to find a solution for because you know as men that's just the core of what we want to do is like solve a problem but then when you combine your creativity to it and just take it to another level okay all right i just had some questions i wanted to ask you know throw out some do some do some journalism real quick you know i see you no i see you you've been doing your thug through i mean this whole um podcast like the progression that i've seen since you first started it is just like incredible i mean the people that you had on here and like you're like to speak back to passion like you passionate about boxing and you had so many dope people that are like in the boxing business like literally 
actively fighting, actively training, like all this, this is like, you know, you spoke all this stuff into, you know, manifestation. And it's just dope to see it happening. So appreciate it. That's a big part of it, sorry. brother. Sorry. Sorry. You know, sorry. 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 Some slight. Yeah. More work to be done. More work to be done. More work to be done. Um, enthusiasm is going back up. Productivity is slowly going back up. You know, has some uh bumps in the road. So um, as you go through, you know what the, the thing about it is is I try not to call myself a journalist, but the more you do certain things, you start looking into what people do and, and how they got into what got them there. So you you become a part of naturally. It yeah, you become a part yeah. of the thing that you don't want to be a part of. So mm-hmm. the uncomfortability, the uncomfortability of it becomes a part of what of what you are. Like it's the thing that you now have to embrace. It's like, man, I don't want to be no suck ass, lame ass, goof ass, whole ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and next thing you know, you look up and you're doing the very thing that you was talking about. Oh, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You're like, and, and what else? And you have a notepad, and then what else is there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then you get to looking up people's records, or you get to looking up their, their ideas or the things that they created or, or or the people they're involved with and to create a whole backstory to the thing, the very thing that you're trying to do. And you want to do it with integrity, especially for me. Like, you want to do it with integrity. Like, I, I joke with you guys. When was the last time you did cocaine? You know what I mean? Like, I can joke with you guys and say stuff like that. But in reality, I know... I know I couldn't do that with like a just a regular person. Like, so when was the last time you did heroin? Like, I can't joke, joke with regular people like that on my show because they don't know me and I don't know them. But I can joke with you right. like that to break up the monotony of what's going on. Right. But when I'm asking other people, there are things that you have to just catch on to to produce a great interview. And mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of it comes from shout out to uh, K2, Keon. Who told me Keon? Who told me how to do certain things? You know, make sure you have your eight questions already prepared for every guest, and you just go from there. So, um, just getting better with with some of this shit, you know. And, and what's up? That's what's up. I mean, you get loose with us. So it's like freestyle itself for you, but yeah, at times, at times. When you, I, I, I notice, you know, you definitely be like super locked in, you know, and it's, it's, you know. It's nice to see, man. This is like watching your favorite dude play the game of basketball or something. But, you know, it's your homie. So it's even doper, you know, to just see you out here thriving and winning. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah. Six six, six and got me a few guests. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Aisha was real cool. I like having Aisha on here. Um, yeah, she was she was dope. Yeah, Walt was pretty dope. That interview was dope. I missed, I missed out on being on that one, but y'all y'all kicked it on that one. Yeah, and he and, and he was. I thought he was gonna be fun throughout it, but I guess my questions are so serious. I I, I guess maybe uh, I I didn't warm up to him the way that I you know the way that he may have thought, but he was fun before we even got the interview done. Like, yeah, I, he I, a funny ass dude. Yeah, he yeah. A funny dude. Yeah. yeah, like he was he was cracking jokes and shit. He's like, maybe you ain't catch that. And I was like, no, nah, motherfucker, I caught it. I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, like I'm good. I'm trying to be serious and shit. Like I'm the interviewer right now. But I think that's one of the things I got to learn, you know, to, to just 
be more in, into the mode of having fun. But for me, I take the shit so fucking serious. I think serious. the spontaneity of it. Yeah. You never know what kind of personality you're going to be interviewing. So. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. me, and, and for me, I just take the shit so serious. Like I, I want to get, I want to get my questions asked and I, I want them to answer them or whatever. But um, there are episodes where I just let people rant and they don't really be talking about nothing. It's like, look at this motherfucker answer, not answering my fucking question, you know? So you pull a um, Kanye on you. Yeah, they do it all the time. They, they, they do it from time to time. You just go along with it. You just go along with it. But the other thing is, when they do that, you ask other questions around it to make sure that you know, hey, this person is sprinkling bullshit, you know? So, right. you know, hey, if you're paying attention to the, what they said, here's three more questions to let you know that they're bullshitting. They're trying to bullshit a bullshit, you know? So, right. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. But yeah. Definitely, man. Just trying to grow and get better at this. Um, hopefully, my next few guests uh, are even better than the ones I've already had. And that's not to knock, not put a knock on anybody else. Just to say, I want to keep continuing to grow and get better at it. So, you know, just I think going. that because uh, I don't know, like I don't know what the analytics of it look like or anything like that. But I it ain't shit. That. The analytics ain't I mean, shit. I do know that uh, I can tell. Strictly because you know I'm subscribed or whatever, and I can tell like when when you've been getting views because it start the algorithm sends a lot of the videos that that you either did or we did together to my uh, feed. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't ever go I don't ever go back and watch them because I don't want to throw off my algorithm. But if it starts introducing faux profits to my algorithm, then I'm like, okay, people are watching. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch that shit. To anybody that's listening. I rarely watch anything that I do. And when I do watch it, it's just to get, because I sat and I and I, I I did the editing to the clip and I edited over and over and over and over again. And I try to make sure that, you know, all the graphics and everything came out correctly. But, and I was paying attention to the audio, the way things were. That's why I told Creed, like, yo, get you a mic because you're having a mic would change the way that um, the conversation is actually going uh, between us. But, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I may listen to the audio, but it's rare for me to listen to the audio because I can't, I can't stand to hear myself uh, talking. So right. I'm, I'm mainly, most people, <laughs> unless you like a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mainly, lis- like I hate my voice. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm mainly listening to hear the, the actual conversation. I think you guys' voices are dope. It's just mine. I can't, I can't stand to hear mine, but. I'm listening to 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 make sure the actual content is there, and I notice in every episode the things that need to be talked about, the things that need to be discussed. Like you can hear them clear because people are people have the lane to actually talk. And someone told me that they said, "Man, you give everybody the lane and the avenue to actually speak on things." And I said, "That's the whole point. You're supposed to come on here and." speak your mind about the things that either matter to you or the thing that you want to give your opinion on, right? So I don't want to interrupt and jump out there and, and interrupt nobody while they're giving their definition or, or their speech on or anything. So there's just certain things that I've learned along the way, but um, I do not I do not pay attention to... Uh, I, I've, I've subscribed to my own channel, and when I like something, I like it. Like, for everybody that's watching a podcast, man, like the shit, goddammit, like... That's the that's the key to it. The likes, right. the likes, yeah, like, like it, like and subscribe. That, like that shit matters. Just because you yeah. subscribe, subscribing to the podcast is one thing. 
But when you, you like, like it, yeah. But when you even like if they it, dislike it, if they yeah. dislike it, it'll yeah. still it serves the same purpose. If you don't yeah. like it, you don't like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But if you if you if you like it, the interaction. Yeah. You if know? you if you if you like the video clips on YouTube, that helps me because that puts me in a search engine and it helps people gather information to to actually look at what I'm doing. But if you're just looking at it and you're viewing it, that means you're indecisive about the content that you're seeing. So you either like it or you don't like it. And even yep. with the with the actual audio podcast podcast that we put out, liking or subscribing to that does something different as well. So when, yep. when you're liking it, you're telling the search engines, hey, put more content like this out. Yeah, and, exactly. And share right. more of this content with the rest of the with, with the rest of the people out there in the world that's on YouTube. So because if that person subscribed to this channel and they're subscribed to you, what they like and what they subscribe to from you, YouTube will share that with people who have similar interests. Absolutely. And it'll spread. You know? Yeah. But so people just got to do the work. And it don't cost nothing to hit the like button. So no. And that's the other thing, man. The 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 fucking button is right there. Like when you subscribe to the podcast and you like the video. Nothing actually happens to you. It just means that you're sharing with the actual algorithm. Hey, I like videos like this. And they'll send more of my shit, not just to you, but to other people who are mm-hmm. like you. Who have similar interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. It's like, like you know, simple. Instagram is no different. Instagram, nope. Facebook uh, is no different. Nope. Oh, well, one thing I will say um, that you my friend Matt could do to help spread your stuff a little bit easier on the social Mm -hmm. is when you repost stuff, you should be tagging our, um, our handles because we could share it easier. Cause like you posted stuff and I was like, I can't share it from that. Cause if I share it from that, they gonna click that and bring it back to Instead you, wanting to yeah. come back to you, you know. So that's all, you know. Same like when you post my stuff, you tag me, then I could repost it easier, and then you know gotcha. that's that's all. That's a little easy one, but I think I'm guilty of just like, oh yeah, I like that, and just quickly just putting it on my my story and not yeah. even putting nothing on it. So I you know, it's gotta be mindful of it. Yes, yes. I've been doing mostly just real. I haven't barely posted any pictures because that ain't doing shit no more. You actually have to animate pictures or do like that's why I send you guys the videos. Do like, look, here go the video. Right. Y'all post this, y'all do whatever y'all want. Yeah, the videos are dope. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook too busy trying to chase after TikTok. So that's why I just send it to you. Yeah. They just do everything. That's what that's why I send y'all the clips either in a uh the IG email, uh, yeah. DM, or I just send it to y'all an email. Just go email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go yeah, email is better. I just gotta remember to put them on my phone from the computer because the because of course I'm in in Apple Land, so I don't want sixes to to roll his eyes at me. But I'm gotta like download hey, my. Shit. I got a MacBook Pro coming in, so I'm okay. just waiting. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Look no, at that, this that. guy. Is it is it the M2 chip? Yep. Oh, brother. I just spent ready. almost I spent almost 38 for, for everything that's coming with it. Yeah. So 
Oh, you got the the big boy version. Yeah, that's what you do. No, that's what's up, man. It's that's a good system, man. I had a MacBook that was trooping for me for like eight years, like just working. It literally the right before I got a new computer, it finally stopped running the newest versions of everything cleanly. Like they really they charge you more upfront, but they last a lot longer than PCs a lot of times, you know. And if you're gonna be on the move, like you could make whole albums on that motherfucker, like easy. This it's one, dope. I'm gonna use mainly all the software that I purchased with it. All of that stuff is kind of like including, so that's why it's costing so costing what it's gonna cost, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's all pretty much gonna be for video editing and shit like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have like I'm gonna have my Windows set up on one side and my Mac set up on the other side, and they're gonna mm-hmm. integrate in the middle. Like I think Windows is way more for me. It's way more fluid for like uh, sound editing and shit like that. Recording. Mm-hmm. But as far mm-hmm. as video and, and imagery, Mac is just killing the game. So yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's why I'm, you know I'm on the visual side, so I switched over to Mac. Uh, mm-hmm. man, like 2013. And that was it. They got me. They got punk asses all of them. Like, what else you're coming out with? A new iPad. I yes, I want that too. Yes, I want all of the things. <laughs> my, my son, my son kind of like got me on that, man. Because you know, he do video, he go out shoot videos with people and mm. concerts, go to concerts and do like press oh, for people. And uh he was like, for what he does, you know what I'm saying? The Mac is perfect. Mac is better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good system, but it has this caveat, which is what I was talking about. Like, I have to like go on to my computer, download the the clips, and then airdrop it to my phone instead of being able to download it directly to my phone from the email from you know, because it's just a whole whatever. But yeah, they gotta complicate things a little bit. <laughs> but it's, it's it's complicated, but it's not because then the whole airdrop situation is literally just like okay, boop, and then it's on your phone. So it's still easy. It's like a step, but then the step is an easy step. So mm-hmm. it's un- unlike PCs, which I forgot everything that I used to know, but I used to be able to go into with them the settings and change whatever I need to change back in the days of uploading illegal programs I was cracking shit like I don't even know how I did the shit that I did on the computer because I'm so spoiled by just doing everything like normal on a Mac I forgot all of my hoodlum computer ways from when I was (laughs) in college and shit forgot everything oh like I can't crack no no programs I don't know shit just like I'm just gonna give them like Adobe. Here's my money. Just here, just give me the programs. I just give. <laughs> here's the money. I don't care. Just, just, just I, give me I what I'm paying for. Help, All right. <laughs> like ask for help, help me, and they do. It's great. I love it. <laughs> real shit though. That's real though. That's grown shit. That's that's the grown shit. Like even Dude, when, when you get to that you, point where you're just okay with purchasing what it is you're purchasing, as opposed to looking for the crack version. That's that, that's, that's when you that, that's you when you grown. Yeah, you grown. It took me a long time too. I was like, I don't even want to say how old I was when I finally was just like, 
<sighs> let me just be white. Fuck. <laughs> said, let me just be white. <laughs> Obviously, that was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah. I said it in a voice. I hope y'all heard the voice change. That means I joke. The, the voice made it worse. The voice made it worse. <laughs> Carl, Carl Cree wears a mask. That's really a mask for you, man. He really has a full head of hair and a long nose underneath all that shit. He's got he's got stringy hair, silky stringy hair. Right. With, <laughs> With a comb over. Right. <laughs> with, with blue eyes and shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Do not come at the comb over, okay? He wear he wears Birkenstocks and everything. <laughs> hey, Birkenstocks comfortable, okay? Burks and Dockers. They're very comfortable slacks and shoes, I have you know. Okay? <laughs> The only nigga on the job with a with a pocket protector and shit, <laughs> and his eyesight shirt. Yeah. Hey, sometimes the pins bust, and you do not want to stay in your shirt. Come on, Matthew. God damn it! There you go. There you go. There you go. Hell yeah! Oh my goodness. So what's what's the plan for the hot? We're not. The the thick of the holiday season. This should be coming out right in the middle of somebody getting nope. ready for Thanksgiving, or it will be. Nope, or... nope. not me. How, how... No, not me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just grinding grind time now. I'm about just to talking about when this is going to drop for the people, you know. But you're project. chilling. You're no, I'm, I'm, I'm grinding. It's grind time, okay. bro. It's grind yeah. time. I'm like I'm mixing projects down. Uh, I thought, like I just said earlier about uh, breaking this project up into uh, EPs and kind of just, yeah, volumes, kind of giving people some, because I, I don't, I don't want to waste the music. It's yeah. already been sitting. It's mm-hmm. already been sitting. And I think what we're doing is pointing, and like to match point with the organs, that give me more, you know, they give me more flexibility to actually see that through, because I got a couple people now on actually in my fucking contacts that can actually do it. I just got to break bread with them and actually make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas before when we talked about the Oregon's, it was like, I don't even know who to fucking call. But I yeah. had to like, you know. And the guy I did know he was young, but he wasn't he wasn't uh, available at the time. Uh, yeah. This episode will probably be out in a week or so. Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah. don't be getting ready for it, man. We're in yeah. the thick of the season. Yeah, this will just... just- this would just come out and then I'll go back to working on old episodes. I got a, the next episode that I'm working on is uh having Karachi on. Uh and he's asked to come back on because he said he wanna speak his mind on some other stuff. Six. That's dope. Yeah, Karachi was a that was a dope conversation, bro. And, and he was willing to talk. There so here's he the thing. Here's the thing about Karachi. Even though he was talking, he was speaking in code. And I understand yep. why he was speaking in code. All right. This is a man who did what 20 years for murder at the age of 15, 16 years Mm. old. So imagine the time that he had to spend uh, living his life amongst men and warriors and gladiators at the age of 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. So it's a lot different. That's why I asked him, I said, how much does respect matter to you? And he went on to say, respect is the biggest thing in life that you could ever have. Because he know what it's like to see motherfuckers lose their life. 
Mm-hmm. Over nothing. Over, over cutting nothing, bro. Over, over cutting the lunch line. You understand what I'm saying? So uh, us out here in the free world, we don't understand the value of, of, of respect and, and boundaries. That's why I posted the episode that we did, boundaries. What are, what are the boundaries? And there are people out here in this world, like he said, when I came home, I had to understand that the shit that I went through in there is different out here. Like they don't, they don't operate the same way. Like people don't People trivialize respect. People trivialize respect. Oh my God, it's fake. There's a lot of fakeness out here. I have my, you know, I could go on a tirade about where a lot of that shit come from, but that doesn't need to hear nor there. But yeah, that was that was a, a pro that was one of the most profound one of my favorite, one of my favorite interviews to hear him talk yeah. and say that, you know, to come home and realize that I had to just fall back and realize that people operate different and I don't have to punch people in the mouth. I don't have to hurt people to gain my respect. Like people just out here stupid. They live, they live differently. So Facts. You know, it was one of my favorite in- interviews uh, of all time. You know, mm. and I, I enjoyed that, but salute to Karachi. We're going to have him back on here. I'm glad to see that he's out here doing his thing, taking care of his kids, um, living his life and, and able to do music and, and travel and, and and, and, and be out here in the world because a lot of guys can't make that transition and it's good to see them do it. Yeah, it's a tough transition to make. Shit. Marcus Carruthers, if you're listening, waiting on you, sir. Short, my <laughs> man, shout, shout, holla at me, man. I know you're working. I know you're getting Vulture uh, City together. I know you're doing all those things and everything, but holla at me. You did hit me up recently. And I'm here for you, brother. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna chase you, man. I don't do that. You know, I already know how I operate. I don't even, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't chase women, man. So, you know, I'm here when you, when you ready, bro. Volume two, volume three, volume four, we can keep on going. But that's my guy. Love him. Love you short. God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing. If y'all, if y'all haven't checked out Vulture City One, check it out. If y'all haven't checked out Vulture City 2, check it out. If you haven't checked out Vulture City 3, be ready to check that one out, too. So that's my man's and them. I got to go see who at the door. I'll be back. Yeah. I don't know what, what Six got going on, but, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got Creed on here, Architects of Mars. Yo, Exodus, yo. Exodus Studios. Um, yes, sir. And Culture Foolishness, right? Have you put out an yes. episode for that? Yes, sir. So now it's kind of like my sister been holding up the show a little bit. And it's funny because like now I'm like, I sit to the mic, the mic, let's go, let's do it. Like every time I'm like, okay, let's record. She's like, okay. And then the night I'll be calling her and then it's like she be hollering the bushes on my butt. So um, so I have another joint that I've been developing with one of my homies actually in LA, and I feel like because I feel like he's like ready, he be asking me about all that stuff. Like I might end up doing that first. It has a different name though, so I'm kind of like, I tell you what, uh, take the episode that I sent to you and just go ahead and put that as number one. Start it off there. Why not just do that? Well, she needs to be on the first episode. Well, she's not. She's 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 uh. She she's scared. She's a scaredy cat. She but she shouldn't be though. No. 
because she already she did a podcast before you did one even. I don't know why she's even acting funny style right now, but it's one. fine. We gonna we gonna get it together. I'm gonna give a take the one that I, I sent you. Download that. Do whatever mm-hmm. edits you need. And, mm-hmm. just, and just make that an episode. Boom. Well, I will do that because I also want to um, have you on with her and I, so we can all have a conversation. But that that can happen anytime. I got, I got, right. I so got my mic. I got two mics around right. here, so that right. ain't nothing. I got, I got one sitting here. She, I sent her one. We got mics now. Mics are not an issue. So, yeah. um, no, we're gonna get together. Um, I know it's this been in, in the works for a long time, but it's it's coming. It's definitely coming. Cause I will say this, all the rep that we've been doing and just you know having our conversations. I've recorded a bunch of stuff with her already, but really this oh yeah. No, okay. I recorded some stuff. I just we didn't have a mic. I was kind of like, I don't want to put this out because the sound, you know, just being weird. Now, what I will say is I have content that I want to put out, but I don't want it to be the first episode. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, too. So because that's important. I definitely want to come with a good intro. And then I'm going to drop probably like three to four at once just to have like something there because i have like i said i got shit in the clip it's just not i just don't feel like it's first episode worthy but that's me being a perfectionist though so you could take that aquarius yeah i understand that so but he could take the episode that me and him did it was just me and him on there and he Mm -hmm. could take uh, the, a good 20 minutes of that and just put it out on video or audio and then just ride out from there I'm, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that, and uh, like I said, I already have stuff for her recorded. But we weren't using Zoom. We were using like I was recording just audio at first. So now that I see how this setup is really easy, and I show her how to do it, then I want to do it through this because the uh, file sizes aren't ridiculous. Like I tried to do something off of FaceTime, and it was like shit. Like five or six gigs for Ooh. like 30 minute conversation, 40 minute conversation. Really? I was, yeah. I was like, wow. well, not doing that more than once. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> only way to do that. Only way to do this. If you got Dropbox and I, I, I got that. And that's, yeah, that's too much. Five or six gigs ain't even worth it. Cause the, the quality was this quality. So it's like, what yeah, but do I you- get it from? I got the terabyte, the, the two terabyte, three terabytes from Dropbox. So, salute to Dropbox. Thank but you. I'm pretty sure that each episode ain't like gigs. It might be like approaching one. At I heard most. Nas owns Dropbox. This is true, and we're not gonna say anything he else owns about it? that. I'm not gonna say anything else about that. So, yes, I use Dropbox. Dropbox is, a, is an awesome tool to use when you're uploading and downloading things to make sure it happens for you. And it's great to use. I think you all you guys should use it. Uh, mine's just like two to, three, yes. two to three terabytes, and it works perfectly. Salute to Dropbox. Yeah, you, you, you're subscribing. You, you, are, you, you subscribe to that, right? That, that, that amount have to be. 
Use promo code Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, this sounds like a Dropbox commercial. Are you sponsored, sir? Dropbox is sponsored? awesome. Hey, it, it, serves all my, awesome. it serves all my digital needs. Hey, six, 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 don't act like you ain't in that, you ain't in that Dropbox either, man. Hey, I, I, I've been uh, a subscriber I, for years. <laughs> I need to get down with it. Dropbox drop has Dropbox has helped us out as 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 uh, 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 producers, MCs, and a group. Mm-hmm. It, had, it, it has served us very well. And it, we has, we completed quite a few projects strictly using Dropbox. Yep. Mm. Instrumental albums and like hell, the last instrumental album me and Tony did was done through Dropbox. Mm. I did I did like five songs in one day and just walked out. I was like, hey, it's it's five songs in there. They was like, what five songs? I was like, you'll get them in a minute and kept on going. <laughs> so um it's, it's great. No, I, I used it. I mean, I feel like we've shared stuff through Dropbox before. I mean, it's just easy. It's like you and it's like even to speak to this, you know, conversation, like to be able to be in different places and like have still commune, have brotherhood and like build with each other. Like that's real important, especially, you know, me being out here in LA. It's, 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 it's kind of fake here. Some fakery, you know, it's nice to reconnect with the real ones. Salute to Dropbox. And if you guys wanted to, we could all connect one big Dropbox together and, and pay for it. And- yeah. And we should do that. And it would be even bigger stuff that we could do with it. But you know, mm-hmm. I like I like Dropbox. It has come in handy. Dropbox, Dropbox, Dropbox. Um, yeah. It's been working. It's been working for for how long? Ten years? More? More than that. By more than ten years by now. Yeah. This is crazy, like the we've been the we've been there since the beginning. Yeah, because when Man. we were because we were using uh we were using those file share sites at first. Uh-huh. Like I think Google, Google Drive has a lot of catching up to do with the Dropbox. Like I use Google Drive, but that shit is so fucking it's, it's so whack as hell. It's, it's I mean, that's, if if if. If Google Drive worked like Dropbox, the whole scenario that I was just talking about with the email thing wouldn't even have been a thing. That right. The only reason I had to do that is because of how weird that is on the phone versus I could download files from a Dropbox to my to my iPhone. Like yep. You don't have to have Android or whatever. You could have whatever. You have Not even Matt, will drop something. Matt will drop something in there and I'll be at work and he'll send out the message. Like he said, I just dropped five songs in there. Uh, I got like some song structure and software on my phone. I just drag that shit to my phone while I'm at work and be listening to that shit while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. You know? And I can listen to it real quick. It might not be like, you know, the mixed version that I probably right. would hear from at home, but at least I get to hear the, you know what I'm saying, the template for it. And mm-hmm. like, okay, I get a basic idea of what he's working with. And, and then and even, Dropbox so dope. And even with it just being, uh, a link you don't necessarily have to download it you could just tap the link and just let it do what it's gonna do and let it play yeah mm-hmm. and just let it play you don't have to download all the information i'm saying because dropbox just... has its own player yeah yeah 
No, you don't have to download all of it. You can just say, oh, I'm going to tap the link, and the link will just play whatever it is going to play for the next three, four minutes or whatever and, and rock out. Even when I send mm-hmm. six, some of the episodes, I'm like, hey, six, you don't, don't download it. Just tap the link right. and, just, and listen to what listen to what we did and, and go from there. Or right. I just or I just send it, send it, send them the whole file. I'm like, look, here it is. It's all in the Dropbox. You you got access to it or whatever. So it's it's all there. Dropbox has been very, very helpful. And that was one of the things when I, we first started doing music. I was like, when I can't get to the studio, how are you guys gonna hear this shit? And then we went and found Dropbox. Dropbox. Yep, Dropbox was the biggest thing. That's around the Dropbox. time when I did the uh, when I did the Life and Signs of a Lab Rat yeah. project with that, Paul Vegas. Yeah, we right. did that because he was in Virginia making all the beats and just sending them to me through Dropbox, and I just record that shit and we, I'll send it back to him. He'll give me some feedback. We knocked that project out quick as fuck. Salute to Paul Vegas, another dope Shout ass out Paul Vegas. That's the guy I want to, I want to, uh, I want to have a sit down talk with. Yikes! When he was like, "Yo, I want to do a project with you," I was like, "Yes, <laughs> ah, let's do it, let's do it." You know, and then he got he got busy, but uh, I, yo, yeah. that, some of that shit he sent me was so hard. I was like, "Oh, I'm about to go nuts." I'm about to go nuts, but yeah, definitely. Paul, Paul is ill. Paul Vegas is ill as hell. He ill. He's ill. So, sis, are you still? Are you rapping still? Or are you focusing more on production now? I still, I still rap, but I've been my eighty percent of my focus has been on production. Okay. Like I, I got, I got songs that's sitting in the fucking on my computer right now that. Just I, I'm more focused on the sound of the beat than I am uh, the lyrics. I feel like I've I've, mm. I've I've tapped my full potential in writing raps. I don't I don't look at rappers as anything other than just a dude who put words together. That's how I know mm-hmm. I've maxed that potential out. But when it comes to making beats, I'm still looking at that as like mold and clay. You need more growth. You still like, feel can, like you can grow. I'm always discovering new shit with that. Yeah, music is amazing. Like, I can't even imagine, like, you being alone in the studio and just creating the sound you haven't heard before and, like, the excitement of that. Because it's that just, shit be like, fucking me up. Cause sometimes it's crazy. I be thinking, damn, I be thinking, damn, maybe I just, I hit a dry spell. I hit a, you know, I'm having a mental block. Maybe this is the best I can, I can really churn out. And then whole time is me actually discovering something new. And I just haven't unlocked it yet. And once I unlock it, I'm like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, Cree, you know, like, you know, you know this motherfucker used to make beats off a of PlayStation, right? I think y'all, you know what y'all did tell me that when I first uh met, met six. That's like insane. I remember I, what was the name of that um game or program that you could do off of there? It was uh, uh I feel like I generator. Yeah, I, I knew other people who had that shit. That's so crazy. The what be the the start of the whole thing? Because what would uh, Knife Wonder was Fruity Loops and all of that yeah. shit. Okay. And that just... before Fruity Loops. Yep, mm. it's right before Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops is actually based on that. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it was it was a it was just a game that had all these presets that you could rearrange the little sequences to. Right. And but if you click on it, you can clear out all the presets and lay your own shit. 
And I was like, well, if I could do that, well, let me dig even deeper. And maybe like three weeks into me owning that shit, I was making beats, dude. Because I was like just that curious mm-hmm. about it. Because really, it was just one of them things where I, I didn't want to spend $900 on a piece of equipment that couldn't even do half of what that program could do for $50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good time. That was the, the, those were the best days for like, producers to learn anything on the fly nowadays niggas ain't even doing that no more niggas just buying sound packs and, and loops and ain't even making the beats no more lazy it's everything too easy now <laughs> it's too easy so it's like the people that's really creative they actually stand out still because yeah. so many people just doing a bunch of the same shit so it just looked like cookie cutter. So you just have to keep being original. One of the guys from 808 Mafia got exposed for uh, stealing somebody loops and selling them. Damn. Yep. I feel like they work with it was like early currency. Came up. Then they work with currency 808 Mafia. Yeah, it's like, like it's eight of them dudes. It's eight or nine of them dudes. And oh, them okay. Dudes. It's eight or nine of them it's dudes. Oh shit. Yeah. One of the guys, he uh, he got some because they they be going on the internet. That's why I'm not so quick to like just post shit on SoundCloud like I used to. Because mm-hmm. they they they'll get in contact with you, and they'll kind of like holler at you about some loops. Oh, I like that that little sequence you that little four bar loop you got right there. I'll pay you this much money up front for it, and then they'll add their little touch to it, and then they'll sell it, and then they'll get the bag off of it, and whatever they gave you up front is all you get off of it. Right. Well, was, you really Buddy was doing even worse than that. Buddy was doing worse than that. He'll just hear motherfucking shit and just snatch it. Just snatch it. Pull that shit off the uh, internet. And he fucked Damn. around and did it to one of the guys that was in the camp and didn't realize that the guy in the camp was the one that made that loop. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <sighs> Gotta be that's original a, that's, here. That's where technology kind of inter- interferes with the creative process. Too much access. But, People but get have too much access, they get lazy. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Motherfuckers ain't got lazy, though, bro. Like, they, they don't want to put no effort in actually doing this shit. Niggas do the same thing with writing bars now. They have, like, it's a, you could go, you could, it's an AI algorithm that'll help you put bars together, bro. I wouldn't know because I write all my raps. I sit here and craft all my shit. Which really ain't even a flex no more because most people don't care about that. Most listeners don't care about that. No, nope. they they would rather they would rather another motherfucker. They just want something that sounds good. They don't they care buy. about the integrity of the product or anything. It's it's pretty fucked up out here, man. Yep, that's why they was about to they. That's why the AI fucking bot got signed before they decided, before they got pressured to release them from the contract. Right, right, right. That was the cheat code. <laughs> Craziness, bro. I just say, stay dope. Just keep doing dope shit. Just People who fuck with you, don't fuck with you. That's it. That's it. If they fuck with you, they fuck with you. If they don't, they don't. A computer do shit, it still don't have no feeling in it. It's just, it aesthetically is correct. That's I'll basically just tell you this, bro. It's, I've re- learned, it's building and responding. I've mm-hmm. learned that uh, the feeling isn't even required anymore. 
It was like for art, for the artist, for the creator, we thrive on the feeling. But because these young 